we're doing something a little different this week. Um, I don't know about anybody else. Um, I'm not tired of Dragon Lance yet, but uh, I had gotten really into the show Invincible, and when I say gotten into, it has become an obsession. I read the entire first, the third of the, the first third of the anthology in a few days, and it's a thousand pages. It plus. has taken over your life, kind of has. Um, I've been pouring through the internet looking at characters and ruining it for myself about all the stuff and, you know, about what's going to happen and making assumptions. And when I looked up the assumptions afterwards, it turns out I was right. So there's a little bit of gratification there. (laughs) But um, the big thing about it is with me is that it immediately called back to mind Superman. And it is impossible, impossible to overstate how iconic and and how much of a uh, influence Superman is on everything comic book. He is the first comic book character, to my knowledge. Somebody, some nerd is out there sitting like, no, he's not. It's what about Andy Cap? <laughs> what's his nuts? It's the the it's the Longhorns or whatever. <laughs> Lockhorns. Lockhorns. <laughs> Hook 'em horns. Um, Howard Huge. Oh, what a what a funny guy. Um, Heathcliff. <laughs> look at the size of that dog. Isn't it hilarious? The cat. Clifford, the big red dog, which was weird. Um, what's um, his name? Uh, Garfield. He doesn't like lasagna. His superpower is disliking Mondays. No, he likes lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting ready to say. And shipping Odie to Abu Dhabi. And that that uh, that scamp normal, normal. <laughs> As you can see from this panel, Garfield doesn't like normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I was, uh, and it, of course, thinking of Invincible. I, I mean, let's discuss imitation is the is the sincerest form of flattery. Every virtually every comic book company has their Superman. Hell, I'll, Marvel has. Three of them that I can think of right off the bat. You have uh, Hyperion. You guys look this up if you don't know who these people are. Hyperion. Hyperion. Let's who, pause who, and let them look it up. Who I've always liked. Actually, I'm, I'm a, I am love Superman, but I'm almost to the point where I like Superman clones better because I, I, I want to see how they're going to do. You know, it's like a variation on a theme, and I like the variations. So you have Hyperion, who has the. Uh, the symbol for atomic power on his chest, and he's his powers are atomic in nature, and his belt is a radiation warning uh, symbol. It, you can't get any better than that. Plus, he's a redhead, you know, and, and he's, everybody loves redheads. And uh, he's and sometimes he wears cool glasses, which I think is really cool. Glasses are neat. Um, he's got astigmatism. Leave him alone. <laughs> He's got his power set is pretty much all the same. Super speed, ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous super strength, super speed, eye beams, the whole the whole Magilla. Then you have Gladiator, my personal favorite, who's in the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, and his powers are almost without end. Did they do crossovers with Hyperion and Superman, or is this fan stuff? It's probably fan stuff. I don't think they ever met. If they did, I I wasn't aware of it. Gladiator, look him up, is the coolest. Yeah, that's a really good picture of Hyperion. Um, Gladiator's power set is pretty much all that stuff. And the source of his powers is self-confidence. So the more confident he is, the more powerful he gets. (laughs) And and the more powers he gets. Does he have a hype man following (laughs) him? <laughs> He's got them flavor flavor. Oh around, shit! That's the greatest is. fucking image ever. <laughs> I'd want it to be DMXO. Look oh. at him! Oh, oh! <laughs> um, there I see. I found our cover. 
That's awesome. And that's actually the best shit. That's the best version of Superman. Cause we're getting into versions of Superman too, because this is a big thing. Like the real, to make a long story short too late. Um, this is not a, a podcast about Superman and it's not, not about invincible. It's about all of it. And I was thinking as what has happened, uh, this thing, okay. fell down. Oh, I'll turn it off in the old wizard comic books magazine, which was a favorite. They used to have a thing called last man standing and they would do different teams fighting each other, different people fighting each other. One of my favorites ever was, uh, of course you have the, the classics JLA versus the Avengers. And I think the JLA won that one handily. Um, and why did they win handily? Because they've got Superman. So nobody in the Marvel universe can, can handle Superman. They just can't. Um, at least in the, in the cinematic universe, we're all, we're all aware of. Um, but it got to me thinking, what would happen if the Viltrumites, who are the the race that Omni Man is descended from, that it comes from, uh, ran into the Kryptonians in a fight? What would happen? Well, there are so many things that go into that. So you have to look at there. There are so many categories that we're going to go down because it's no secret that I'm a massive Superman fan. Uh, all my gym you shirts, are literally wearing a Superman <laughs> shirt right all, now. All my gym shirts are Superman shirts. Um, you know, I'm I'm just a huge Superman fan. Um, I'm a Superman clone fan. Like I always, you know, and I think that's a kind of a not a commonplace thing, but there's a lot of people who are into comic books who like to see the variations on Superman. That's why they do them, and nobody really cares. Nobody says the calls out. That's just Superman. Who gives a shit? Because it's cool. Like, yeah. We, awesome. we, were, we were going for that uh, Gladiator if you look him up I mean I don't know if you've looked him up yet He's I'm making the uh, Oh okay I'm making um, thing, So we'll have to give me some time Then the, the last uh, Marvel clone Getting back into that earlier topic uh, Is Sentry Who is ridiculously powerful Like he's uh, Golden age Superman power I mean no silver age Superman powerful We'll get into that too The different eras of Superman And how that factors into What's going to happen So You know We know, we know the Viltrumites Are a, are a Conquering a, a group of conquerors They This is their business This is what they do They go and Conquer planets And fascistically Give them a great life Suck their planet full of uh, Drive all its uh, Of all its minerals And resources And then they just Kind of cast it aside And go on to the next one You know They send it a state Oh Heavy spoilers If you're If you guys have not been Watching Inventable And want to um, I am going to Mention stuff that has Not happened yet And characters that Haven't been introduced yet So Just keep in mind That this is Heavy spoiler uh, Territory We're we're entering With this uh, for, For the show Invincible Which is arguably The greatest comic book Property out right now So there's different ways we can look at it. Now, if the Viltrumites ran into planet Krypton in Krypton, the, in the Kryptonians, they went in a walk. There's no, the, of course, we'll get into the different, we can discuss technologies. The Kryptonians have inc- insanely advanced technology. They really do. But they're a dying race in a dying world when they're on Krypton. They have no superpowers. They have no... You know, they're like us. They're regular people. So we have to take that out of the equation. The Viltrumites win without even breaking a sweat. You know, they might they might not lose a man in the in the fight. Um, but so we have to give them a say the Kryptonians 
found an empty earth to all, to move all the Kryptonians to, right? That's an interesting prospect that there's suddenly this planet where they're all gods and they all can do whatever they want. And they have this ridiculously, you know, varied power set and they, you know, and they live these wonderful lives. Cause let's face it. The Kryptonians would probably do a much better job with earth than we do with it. Um, having seen their, their planet die, they don't want to see another one die. So they find this nice young planet with a young yellow sun, to, to set up shop they all suddenly get these powers you know they didn't just send young kal-el there's all of them there so we're talking about a planet of gods um so the viltramites happen along in their little ships their little ships that look like planks or something and uh they're gonna they're gonna face something that they haven't faced before probably they probably faced superhuman races before but they're not they haven't faced anything quite like this so it all boils down to Power set versus uh, mindset versus technology. And we can go into different, you know, representations. We should do the, 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 the two most known representations, I think most powerful representations of the, of the race. Um, for Krypton in this corner, <laughs> um, we, all, we of course have Superman. Now, we don't know that is Superman would be the most powerful Kryptonian. He's the one we just know about, you know, because what if Zod had been sent to uh, Earth as a young child? He might have been potentially more powerful than Superman. Or are all their powers, you know, similar in strength as they come to Earth? I think that maybe there should be some factors there that would focus it. You know, maybe one of them you know, is better at super strength. Maybe one of them is better, you know, with the eye beams. You know, there, there's probably going to be, and, and it's like anything, They that's something that developed over time. And Superman had to practice. So it's very possible that, yes, he would be the most powerful Kryptonian. And he is ridiculously powerful. But then we also have to get into which, because the Viltrumites are going to be easy. I know who's going to represent them. He's an awesome character. We will get into him. I love this guy. I've read him up. I cannot wait for him to be introduced on the show. It's going to be great. Um, we have to get into the different iterations of Superman. That there have been uh, We have to take Silver Age off the table There is nobody ever in comic books That could ever beat Silver Age Superman In a fight He literally toes planets behind him Like you know, like it's nothing He His sneeze can blow away a black hole It's ridiculous It is absolutely The reason they powered him down Was because it was no fun with this character So We'll take him off the table But, it, but with this It does get into the different iterations would have a different chance against this guy in the other corner. Um, and to do that, we'll have to discuss this guy. And I'm going to go now in the other corner. His name is Thrag. Thrag is this guy. He is an utter badass. He is the ultimate Viltrumite. He's been bred to be the ultimate Viltrumite. So anybody following the show, you know how powerful these Viltrumites are. It's ridiculous how powerful they are. I mean, their their skill set. They're they're all class, well over class 100 strength. And again, this is nerd stuff, guys. When I talk about class 100, it means like they can lift press over 100 tons. So, you know, but then you have low end and high end class 100s. You know, you have, uh, and we'll get into that. Um, but Thrag, he's probably he looks like he's eight feet tall. Um, he 
is got the he's got a serious case of Freddie Mercury porn star mustache. I mean, he, uh, Nolan Grayson looks like the distinguished older man with the with the mustache. He's a you know, and what I like about the comic too is an interesting sidebar. It doesn't look like all the Viltrumites are handsome. Like they really get into some on Earth, they would be schlubs. You know, they're just kind of. They're not handsome, you know, people, but uh, Omni-Man is definitely a, a handsome Viltrumite, and Thrag is handsome in a very brutal, awful kind of way. So, um, Thrag has all the classic, you know, we'll get, we're going to go power set now. Thrag has the classic Viltrumite powers, super strength, super speed, um, invulnerability, um, durability, uh, flight the whole he's got it all so and he's got it more than any other Viltrumite pretty much um, he actually in one panel that I've seen rips another Viltrumite's head right off like it doesn't I mean it's just without as, even trying as brutal as it gets and he smacks down Invincible and Omni-Man easily like they don't even they're not even a competition for him I think his most impressive feat and this is something that's going to be a huge spoiler and something that we all can't wait to see is that the creature Battle Beast finds out where this guy is. And apparently the Viltrumites killed all of Battle Beast's race. Oh, fuck. And we know Battle Beast is serious. He is a... We've seen him beat... That's the and, big lion. Of yes, it's before. the guy who Michael Dorn voiced. He's the best. Like, I, I love this character immediately, even though he almost beat Invincible to death with that mace, you know. And... He had the best line. He said, killing you would be a, a, a mercy. How's that grab you? That's a good one. Um... Him and Thrag have an epic throwdown. It actually, he actually takes Thrag, from what I can see, to to his to the end of his powers. But then Thrag comes walking up with a a uh, King Joffrey Joffrey style uh, throw over his shoulder that is Battle Beast. Like it's a lion's skin over his shoulders that he's killed, and now he's wearing him as a piece of accoutrement. That's the coolest thing ever. Um, so it tells you what kind of guy Thrag is. Um, he's also, as most Viltrumites are, uh, a sociopath. They feel nothing for any other race. Um, it's not. I don't know if they really don't feel emotions or if they suppress them. Um, I think that in the act of suppressing them, they have become sociopathic. I don't know how the Vulcans have gotten away with being a peaceful and good race by suppressing their emotions because then they can do everything and not and not have any thoughts about it you know it's i guess because they're not human um the viltrumites are their their emotional set seems to be largely human so just suppressing it for them you know has created essentially a race of sociopaths and tacticians he's a master tactician that that is definitely going to factor in um i would actually like to see what batman could do with thrag because look up Thrag. Yeah, you need to look up. You really look up the, I mean, the I'm pictures. Look of that up guy. Thrag. He's pretty good. Um, I like the name. T-H-R-A-G-G. Um, there is a, a, a weakness that Veltramites have, though. I want it all. Um, he looks like Freddie Mercury. He really does, dude. Um, I think that's on purpose, too. Um, there is one weakness that the Viltrumites have that I find odd. Their inner ear can be really destabilized very easily. Hmm. Um, and, and if you create a big enough noise, it can kill them, apparently. I mean, so Superman clapping his hands is, would definitely be a, 
a a weapon he could employ if he knew that. Um, you seen that when he gets older, Grand Regent? That's Thrag? that's not Grand Regent Thrag. That's uh that is that guy is. That's some good fan art. That's Conquest. Yes, Battle Beast is awesome, man. He's he became a favorite, instant favorite, not least because Michael Dorn voiced him. The, the ultimate Klingon voiced Battle Beast, and that was not a coincidence. Um, he, he's wearing like a fur. Yeah, he's just he's just. Oh, did they try to say that Ronan and Accuser versus Thrag? That's not even a fight. Um, Ronan and the Accuser couldn't stand up to Captain Marvel. That. That's when he's fighting Battle Beast. Um. So we have all these things that Thrag has, you know, the definite, definite. I keep, I keep finding awesome pictures. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. This is, <laughs> I mean, there he is stomping Iron Man, uh, Omni Man on the throat on the moon. <laughs> I like the fact that the art style changed in the comic book. I haven't gotten to that point yet. It started out kind of really sketchy and not sketchy as bad, but as in very free form. And um, it's almost like a Spider-Man comic. You know, Spider-Man always had that thing where he was always looks like he was in motion and stuff like that mm-hmm. i th- don't i don't think that works for power characters you want them to look substantial and look like they barely move because they don't have to so um now we have a as we got back to the original point the kryptonians are on earth and they are powered by our sun they are also super super powerful um and we talk about class 100 strength. Thrag is definitely in the upper echelon of class 100 strength. He would be probably at least, you know, mid Superman powers, if not, if not toe to toe with him. I don't know, because this is something that's going to be a factor in this is my uh, your love of Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, there are going to be some surprising conclusion, though, because if you really break it down, you know, in I know it's going to sound weird in uh Practical terms. <laughs> let's apply logic to it. Yeah, let's apply logic to a comic book fight between two fictional races. Um, the Kryptonians would have used Earth and their and her, her resources, uh, I would imagine, uh, wisely and created technology. But we come to a thing that the Kryptonians seem to me seem to me to have always been largely a peaceful race. Uh, I'm sure they had a conquest period as every other race had, but uh, it always, I always got the impression that Zod was kind of, he was part of the military, but they seemed to be kind of a, he was an outlier among them. Well, yeah. And he was also seemed to be, they were almost like a malicious style system. They weren't their Their military didn't seem very, seem very large. You know, they didn't seem uh, terribly greatly equipped. I mean, they were equipped of course, and had everything that Krypton could offer, you know, I'm basing this on the movie, of course, man of steel, which is, you know, got his points. Um, and we're, of course, we're talking which, which in, incarnation of, of Zod. You know, Zod is a great character, and he, in some, in some, was a was a conqueror. He was uh, in one of the most notorious John Byrne in the John Byrne run of Superman. Superman actually killed Zod and this woman because they massacred. It was in an alternate reality, and they massacred everybody on Earth. So, I mean, literally killed everyone. The only one left was uh, Batman. But he was he had he was just Bruce Wayne then because there's nobody to hide from anymore. The planet was slagged. There was nothing left, and he was living in the tunnels beneath the earth. So it was a really great story. Um, he put on a hood to, to guard him from the Kryptonite. Um, the Kryptonite in this um, 
reality was a little bit different, so it kind of just made him a little bit weaker and didn't really hurt him, but he wasn't taking any chances. Put the hood on, took the took the cover off of it, killed him. Killed them both right there. It's the first, I think it was the first deaths that Superman ever caused intentionally in the Superman comic. It's a big deal. And one was his own. I had that comic. Um, one of them was Zod, you know. Um, so we have this planet, and we have to think about would the Kryptonians, they could have gone the Viltrumite route. Hey, we're all super powered now. Let's go out and start taking everybody over. Nobody can stop us. You know, we got, we got to figure a way to figure out a way to take this power with us when we go to different places so we don't lose our powers when we go to these places. Or we can just only conquer places with the yellow sun. You know, who knows? So that's a possibility. Um, but then we have one of their weaknesses. The Viltrumites, being master tacticians, would know the source of the kryptonite powers of the of, of people from krypton their powers they would probably i would like to think that in this universe krypton is an actual place so they, they would look up what krypton is like figure out scientifically well this is what's causing this you know if we blot out the sun or destroy the sun which they would not be averse to doing you know because not it seems only, like it'd be on their fucking to-do list really. it, well i mean they could make the sun go supernova destroy everything um they could there's no there's nothing the Viltrumites will not stop at for conquest i mean and this is just another place to them it's not like they have to save it you don't give a shit they're like well let's just let's just kill them all then you know if they're just going to be this uh, that tough of a nut to crack let's just go ahead and get it over you know so we have to take those things out of it because if we want a decent fight you know, between these two groups, we have to take that off the table too. I'm also taking off the table the ear thing. It's not fair. You know, um, this has to be knuckle to knuckle. It can't be one group. We're going to apply what I applied to the Kryptonians to the Viltrumites. You can't have that one silly little weakness being able, you know, getting in the way. So, two races meet. We've got uh, Superman meeting Thrag. In that fight, you have to imagine that uh, Thrag is taken aback by how strong his opponent actually is, because he's usually usually used to arrogantly get striding off of a ship, telling you he's going to conquer your shit, and nobody being able to do anything getting getting in his way. Well, all of a sudden he's got a guy that just knocks his dick in the dirt, might knock him into orbit, you know, and he's like. You know, it's always a thing in the comics when the Viltrumites are hit by somebody that's really strong, they're they're taking it back. Like Alan the Alien comes back later, who Seth Rogen voiced and hits this lady Viltrumite, and she's like, "You're strong," you know, and and she says, "You," she's like, "You hit harder than my fourth husband." <laughs> she actually says this, and I'm getting the I'm getting the idea that she didn't kill that guy or is not with that guy anymore because they divorced. She's not with him anymore because she killed him. So, <laughs> and she probably killed him because he was not up to the to the standards of a Viltrumite woman. Because she didn't she didn't seem to be. Uh, she was quite a handful, if you want to be honest. Um, is actually a pretty good part of one of the, of the uh, Invincible comics. So Thrag versus Superman. Um, Thrag's knocked knocked back, and here comes Superman after him. Hits him again. Uh, I would think now knocks him back into the uh, well tries to keep him away from Earth too, so he knocks him further onto the moon. Then they had this big scrap on the moon. Um, Thrag has recovered by now and is ready. And I would think of the two, Thrag would be a better technical fighter. As I've always said, 
in every in any nerd conversation I ever have, Superman's never had to learn how to fight. He he everything he does is just effortless. He you know, that's why when you had the throwdown between him and Batman in the Dark Knight Returns, when Batman softened him up, you know, with a bunch of stuff and could get him more on a level he could manage, Batman beat the shit out of him because Batman was a better fighter. He studied Krav Maga, he studied all those ninja uh, ninja martial arts, you know, he's definitely MMA fighter, you know, all that stuff, and beat the hell out of Superman. That's the thing that bothers me in this fight. If Batman with a powered-up suit can do that, then what's this guy going to do with Superman? In military training. Yeah, exactly. So I think that alien military training of that. So we have Thrag ready down in the stance. Superman comes and here's another another uh, f- weakness with Superman. He tries to talk to him. Like we don't have to do this. He's too nice, yeah. Uh, you know, we can we have a lot in common. We can, you know, we we can coexist peacefully. We can create wonders. We can do whatever we want. Let's not get into this. Thrag's not interested in hearing it, or he's going to draw him in with a lie and saying sure, and then he pulls the old yank his fist with with a handshake and punch him. Knock Superman down. Superman's not been hit this hard since Doomsday hit him. If there there is no doomsday in this timeline, but we're we're just going with it. It doesn't um, matter. We're doing what we want, right? Captain um, America comes in. <laughs> yeah, he has the shield, and awesome. it's all over. it's all over. He's he's a Kryptonian too. We didn't know the whole time. Three Captain Americas coming in. <laughs> Sam, John Walker. John Walker's my current favorite. Anyway, um, I mean, you have to be really good to get everybody to actually hate you. Yes, absolutely. It's Wyatt like, Russell was tremendous in that yeah, role. I mean, great. I think they chose him too because he's off the beaten path with his underslung jaw and everything. You know, he's just anyway. Um, now Thrag is setting Superman up, punching him, beating the shit out of him, kicking him, doing all kinds of stuff. But then he made a big mistake. He made him mad. Superman mad is something to behold. So um, now Superman takes the gloves off and he hits Thrag again, only he's not holding anything back. And Thrag is hurt and actually starts to get a little bit nervous because he's supremely powerful. He's been hit hard before. He's never hit quite that hard, but he didn't realize this is like Wesley fighting um, Inigo Montoya when he switches hands and he says, I'm not right-handed either. I'm not left-handed either. And then, it's like, oh my God, you're that good, and you're and you're holding back on me. So Thrag is now getting nervous. The Viltrumites like a good fight, and they Thrag has told them to hold back, so they're not they're not they're holding back. But I think Thrag might be looking around like, okay, um, this guy's really tough. If the rest of them were like this, then maybe we might just start a little, you know, a little uh, uh, some some probing runs to see what we're going to do to see how good their technology is on top of this and all this stuff. So he engages him again, but before this, he got on his calm and basically said, uh, this guy's really tough, but guys, you know, we haven't faced this before. So get start getting ready. He's like, hang back until I tell you. So then Superman, now he knows his, his powers unleashed. He might think that Thrag, again, being a nice guy, Thrag has seen the error of his ways because he's like, he's really hit him. He can tell that hurt him, you know. So he comes up to him again. Look. This is what you're facing. Let's not do this. But then Thrag sees his weakness. He's like, he's a nice guy. I'm not. So you know, we're- you don't fight with honor. <laughs> he did. Yeah, we got a real Braun versus Sir Vardis <laughs> Egan situation here. That's so weird that I know that guy's name still. Yeah, I didn't know that guy's name. I knew Braun. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Thrag again opens up and starts fighting him um, and is getting the better of him for a bit. Um, and then Superman gets mad again, powers up, wham, hits him again. Thrag is like, all right, guys, go at him. And he, he lets the other Viltrumites loose because he knows that might distract Superman long enough for him to, you know, do something. Viltrumites hit uh, planet Earth where the Krypton, where Kryptonians are. Um, as the Kryptonians are not trained for war, all of them, it's going to go the Viltrumites way early on like very one-sided you know we've got a bunch of i wouldn't say peaceniks but very an unsuspecting group you know they're they're like you know we're gods why would they attack us are these people fools then they see what they're dealing with we're gonna have a lot of kryptonian deaths right off right off the bat um but there's going to be a section of crypt uh, um, i would hope that if we're in this uh, reality there is a general zod on this planet and he has always been the same kind of guy so he's going to rally the troops and say you fucked up here's here we come you know and they start to fight him you know really start to fight him in the streets they're knocking over buildings every time they hit each other their civilization is going to be reduced to rubble they all kind of shrug and be like well we can rebuild so they start really going after each other um but then we get something that the Viltrumites weren't looking for is the this other bits of the power set. We now them have them using I-beams, which the Viltrumites do not have and can burn through anything. And they're like, holy fuck, that hurt. What are we going to do? They can all do this. The Kryptonians see it's it actually hurts them, so they start all using them. Um, the frost breath, the Viltrumites don't have that. So they start freezing Viltrumites, frying them with their I-beams, um, we really start fighting back. Uh, Superman is giving uh, Thrag all he, all he wants, you know, and we have, it's very much in doubt. Um, then, however, um, the Veltramites military training starts to come back out and they're like, and they see, um, you know, these aren't military people. So we want to start doing some, some ruthless things and see how they react to that. So they start slagging things from orbit with their ships. Well, um, killing lots of Kryptonians, lots of innocent Kryptonians. Um, I don't know how that's going to go for them. Like, because if you make them angry, yeah, then you've got something, you know, because they, they've proven that they're, they'll start throwing their S's off. Their <laughs> yeah, they'll start playing hide and seek. God, that's the worst. That's I'm over here. The absolute worst. The worst moment of any Superman thing ever. Um, you know, we're, we're going through this fight. And I think this is something I hate to admit, but that we're going to carry the show after this. I think the Viltrumites win. They win this fight. Because they're more ruthless. They're more ruthless. But we're going get to get into the pillar of the whole thing, which is Superman. And he's the, he's the, he's the linchpin in the whole thing. Superman on this planet is, has never had to be a warrior. He's, he's strong. He's ridiculously strong. He's tough. All those things. Um, but he's also, Kal-El has always seemed to be a kind person, extremely kind. I don't know if that was Kansas upbringing by two great parents, great older parents. Um, or, you know, just because he's always been able, you know, maybe if we're talking bright burn style Superman, this fight wouldn't have gotten as far as it did. You know, it's like, oh, you showed up. I get to kill you now. Um, but we are going to get into that because there are versions of Superman that are way worse than the bright burn kid. So in this particular iteration, Viltrumites win. Uh, 
I would think that they would see the value of the Kryptonians, maybe try to enslave them, maybe try to work out a kind of vassal system where they're like, look, guys, you know, you gave us a, a good one. You know, we're very impressed. Um, maybe see what a Viltramite slash Kryptonian kid would be like. That'd be terrifying um, to have the natural power set on top of being Amplified by the sun Oh god that's awful That's an awful <laughs> thought With the Viltrumites Military control Military training On top of it That's just That's just horrifying um, And you're You got a Superman Cup too Yeah and that's my daughter she, <laughs> I, I know it's weird It's so unconscious Where, What's point. your underwear oh, It's regular underwear. It's underwear That's fun to wear I'm gonna save my bang For, for uh, tomorrow I'm going to take it to the gym with me. Um, but now we're going to get into the different iterations of Superman. In this one, they lose, and the Kryptonians lose. And I'm just going to go on record saying that any kind of en masse Kryptonians versus Viltrumites, Viltrumites are probably going to win. This is the way it's going to be. But the fight between Thrag, the strongest Viltrumite, and the strongest Kryptonian, I'm going to say is going to go a different way. And, and just because... Um, here's some of the different iterations of Superman. The most terrifying one is Superman did not land on Earth. He landed on Apocalypse and was raised by Darkseid. That's a real version? <laughs> That's a real version. Fuck It's my. called Dark Superman. It's fucking awesome. Okay, there's a movie on HBO Max called Superman Dark. Is that... No, that's the that's the animation. That's okay. the... You haven't watched that yet? No, I don't think so. Dude, it's amazing. Okay. It's the best... Um, he's sent to he goes rocketing out of Krypton and maybe I don't know if they sent him there on purpose or you know it's an alteration of course or something Dark Side gets the last son of Krypton turns him into this his son it's his adopted son he has to do all the paperwork and everything (laughs) I mean their planet's blown up how much paperwork can there be I mean (laughs) and do you think Dark Side would be much for signing things in triplicate. Well, he might have. He might have a lawyer. Oh, Darkseid's definitely had a lawyer. Yeah. Um, he he probably is a lawyer. <laughs> um, so in this in this iteration, Superman never had to back down from using his powers. He never had to worry about hurting anyone. He was in a completely. Consequent, consequence-free raising environment. So, in this version of Superman, in a walk, he crushes Thrag. There is no fight. Thrag would be, it'd be a an entertaining scrap for this uh, for this version of Kal El. Like, wow, that's a good fight. I haven't had something like that in you know forever. Um, so in that one, Superman wins. So now we're going to. Pinfalls, you know which version? There's two out of three. Yeah, falls. which uh, who, which version wins? So, my favorite version of Superman has always been Kingdom Come Superman. He's actually the one in the picture of this episode fighting Omni Man. Um, him and Omni Man almost look exactly alike, but besides the mustache, though. Um, the Kingdom Come Superman has no Lois. He has no parents. He has, you know, they've all been killed. And in that story. If anybody has ever read Kingdom Come, you have a Superman that is so insanely powerful that Kryptonite no longer works. I forgot to tell you, the Viltrumites probably would have figured out Kryptonite too. I want to use that in the fight, and probably I think ever after, after dealing with the with the Kryptonians, 
might seed their planet with kryptonite to keep them at a power level they could manage. I like it's it's really strange, but also fun. Getting in the mind of the Viltrumites, how they can use this group of immensely powerful beings, but they don't want to give up their power. So they're like, well, I would think they would reward uh, the crypt. They would indoctrinate Kryptonian children and, and, you know, keep them just under the power level, or they would interbreed with the Kryptonians, creating, as we said, the awful Titan super race, which would conquer everything in their path. Uh, would be an awful uh, thing for the galaxy. It would be terrible. Um, plus melding of that. The Veltramite technology strikes me as kind of not as great because they'd never needed it. They can make interstellar journeys without it. They don't really need weapons that much. So they're, you know, they haven't developed their technology to that point because the, the Kryptonians on their planet have no powers. So on Earth, though, you know, maybe they didn't develop their Kryptonian technology, or maybe the Kryptonian technology they brought with them got developed even more because they're on a planet now that can support everything. They don't have to worry about, you know, crumbling into space dust all the time. So, um, I, I, but I also think that some Kryptonians being loyal to the Viltrumites would be raising the ranks and they would be allowed to enjoy their full powers and might even rise into positions of authority other over Viltrumites. That might be a thing. Not over all the Viltrumites, but over, you know, you never can know what happened. You know, you, if you indoctrinate anybody, you can make them do anything. So you get them young enough and saying, you know, we conquered you, but we're willing to work with you and you have to be grateful to us and we're going to let you be who you actually are. There's going to be people like me. It's going to be like, fuck you. You know, why don't you take off this yoke and we'll really see what you're made of, you know? Um, so there's that. Back to the original point, you have Kingdom Come Superman. He is so powerful, as I said before, that even kryptonite doesn't affect him. Because uh, in that comic book, Green Arrow, who is on this coalition of people to try to stop Superman, suggests, he's like, why don't we just drop a big S-bomb, I mean, big K-bomb on a spit girl? And Batman tells him, well, it doesn't have the kick it quite used to because he's been sucking solar radiation for all this time, and he's virtually unstoppable. We can't hurt him. So we have to figure something else out. You know, that's where they brought Captain Marvel. Is he ticklish? (laughs) That's where they brought Captain Marvel into the uh, Shazam Shazam into the picture. And Shazam, I had to take him out of the equation because we're not bringing peripheral characters. But on Earth, if there still was Billy Batson, and if he found the Shazam power or whatever, but, you know, all these are interesting things to play with. You know, it'd be a, a, a fun comic to, to write, you know, it, or just a story sketch out, you know, what's going to happen. And, you know, if there was a, uh, might be a kryptonite, I mean, a, a Bruce Wayne on this planet and all this stuff, what would they do? And all these things, these are all fun things to theorize, but we're just talking about the main point, the, you know, the, the main point of the show. Um, Kingdom come Superman, I think against Thrag is not as one-sided as the dark side as the dark side the dark superman but it's still not that tough like i think he would take thrag apart um he's got nothing left to lose uh he in the comic book they're fighting all these other super teams and he's blowing through them like they're just a blue blur and everybody's in shackles hung up you know whatever like 
then they have nothing for him. And this and Earth in this in in the Kingdom Come has become a planet of super beings. Basically, there's you know there's regular people, but there you know there's all these super beings fighting in the streets, all this stuff for glory and for all this stuff, but not to actually help anyone. So Wonder Woman goes to get Superman, brings him back. Superman starts to come and just moitalize everybody like they just can't stop him. You know, um, I'll you. Um, so I think that the Kingdom Come version of Super of Superman wins in a in a maybe not in a walk, but in a brisk brisk trot. You know, it's just you know he's going to take Thrag down pretty easily. Um, the DCEU version of Superman. Thrag would tear him apart. Sorry, Henry. Too nice. Tear your head right off. I mean, it just there's just nothing. They depower you to make you more interesting for the movies. Um, you're the best looking one, but you're not that powerful. Um, what about when he just wakes up after being killed and he comes back to life? He that no, See, that's a misconception. He wasn't full power then. God damn. I know. <laughs> that's, that's the people I tell. That's what I tell people. You're like, you know, he's not been, he's been in a casket for this point and he hasn't sucked a lot of energy. Yeah. They gave him a little shot to wake him up, but he's not, he's not completely that's power, why in powered the, up. The yet. Snyder cut. He flew up to the sun before he went to help. Right. But you have to understand that he's a living battery. He, the longer he charges, the more powerful he gets. Hence we get kingdom come Superman, who is immensely powerful. Like it's just unreal how powerful he is. Um, so those two versions, Thrag loses. Um, what about the Tyler Heckland version? <laughs> side side note, I Be- watched. Des- besides, besides wanting me to him, wanting Thrag to kill him right off the bat, I watched uh, Superman and Lois or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, uh, one episode of it last night. Pretty not fucking bad. good. Not pretty bad. Pretty fucking good. That kid's come a long way in his acting. He was not bad in uh, Everybody Wants Some. I thought he was pretty good. I didn't even know he was in Everybody Wants Some. Mm-hmm. He played the the pitcher. Who could, he is super jacked now. I can tell you. Yeah, that. I mean, well, that he, boy is jacked. Yeah, I mean, he always kind of was. He played. He looks like an eighties guy, eighties jack guy, and uh, and everybody wants some. He's got a mustache, you know, porn star mustache. It is him, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Now I he's the one who cuts the baseball in half with an axe. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of the rednecky. Well, he's not a redneck. He's just an asshole. Like he doesn't like. To yeah, lose. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. doesn't like to lose. When he loses at ping pong, he throws the paddle and gets all pissed off. Okay. Um. The guy who looks like Jim Carrey beats him, and you know it's whatever. Um, so that in any you know reasonable okay, here's one scenario where the crypt where the Kryptonians could win. Okay, they discover early on that Yellow Suns power them. So in this version that I would think of, they become a race much like the Viltrumites who go and conquer other planets and stuff like that. So. They figure out even when they're off their planet, uh, a system. So they're getting that radiation, always getting that radiation to keep them powered. So the Viltrumites couldn't use, even though I didn't include it in the fight this time, they couldn't use a thing where we could cut off all the suns, all that stuff. They're going to be like, no problem. We figured it out and you're fucked now. So in that iteration, the Kryptonians win. But in, in virtually any other uh, version of it, the Viltrumites win fairly easily. So. But we're back to Superman and Thrag. Um, I'm trying to think how many more versions of Superman are there. There's so many. Um, let's go. There's speeding bullet Superman. Let's go to Christopher Reeve. That version of Superman is pretty powerful. Um, he flew around the earth and Don't put, forget the cellophane S. Put put time back. Yeah. 
That's just weird. Yeah. Why would you do that? It would just destroy the planet. It would just destroy the planet if you did that. It's not, it's just going to shake the planet apart. Like, uh, why would, I would like to see a family guy thing where he does that and the planet just blows up and they're all standing there like, why would you think that would work? (laughs) (laughs) They did the thing with the LOS. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about that? That was mildly inconveniencing. (laughs) Um, my fa- my personal favorite to watch, I think, would be, and I think of all the versions I've mis- just mentioned, is Dark Superman, the dark side raised version of Superman versus Thrag. I think that's the most satisfying for me, you know, being a huge Superman fan and seeing with what ease and how brutal he finishes Thrag. Because Thrag is one of those guys that when they introduce him on the show, and even, even I, he's not even been in the comics yet that I've read, but I've read up on him and knows what he's like and all that stuff, so I could have this discussion. And um, he's a prick, and I hate him. You know, he's brutal. He he does some things. I saw one panel. I hope he didn't do this because it would be the most awful thing. I'm not going to say what it is. Stomping a puppy. No. Well, I'll go ahead and say it. In one panel, they show him having ripped uh, Debbie Grayson's uh, Debbie Grayson's head off. Which one's Debbie Grayson? Mark's mom. Oh Jesus! Just ripped her head right off. You know. Boy. I wouldn't like that. Like I, the way the comic goes, though, it's probably going to happen. You know, he seems like the kind of guy that'll do that. And, um, you know, it's, it's just the kind of thing that would go down. Uh, I like the fact though, that there's some things that I'm not, I'm not read up totally on the comic yet. They, three Viltrumites found Alan, the alien, you know, voiced by Seth Rogen, that guy who so, said, you know, he's, doop to do that kind of guy he's really super powerful and a great guy though and he accidentally came to earth instead of wrath that <laughs> was awesome he shows back up and three Veltrumites caught him outside of a planet and killed him like ripped him apart basically well they got his parts and put him back together and he got like super more powerful like huh. like that he's the one like i said that Veltrumite woman fought and he she's she's uh causing a, a you know open she's like uh, she's like you know you're nothing for me and he's like you think bang and he hits her and she like flies up off the planet she and she's like that hurt you, you she's like you're really strong how'd you get that way you know um so that's uh the it's just back to the original point thrag is just he's an awful awful person and um I can't wait to see the fight between him and Battle Beast. That's going to be worth the price of admission. That'll take up most of an episode, I think, because the fight lasted for days. So, <laughs> like, Battle Beast came to play and he gave Thrag all he wanted. That's why I think, again, Edge to Superman, because Battle Beast seems, don't get me wrong, he seems like a true badass. You know, definitely on the, on the way high end of the class 100 strength uh, spectrum, all those things. Uh, excellent warrior. Um, wields that big mace and all that stuff but i don't see him standing up to doomsday you know doomsday is just that's the benchmark for superman villains you know i I see doomsday being a handful and more for thrag you know is i think doomsday might be able to take thrag superman beat doomsday eventually you know but it took you know that's that i don't know if you guys have seen that animated movie the death and return of Superman, but the fight between him and doomsday is as good as anything that's ever been made. Um, literally punching each other and shattering every window, you know, mm-hmm. within miles. And, you know, the, 
just cratering everything when they hit each other and all that stuff. That's that's what we're looking at, though, too, with the fight between Superman and Thrag. It's going to be shockwaves rolling off of them from the sheer amount of power being used. Um, I just think, uh, you know, so to sum up, I mean, it's not going to be the longest episode today. It's just something I want to discuss. We don't have to do a long episode. But to sum up. In summation. In summation. I always, I will always give the edge on mass to the Veltramites. They're going to win. They're trained as a group, military minded, um, teamwork. Yes, teamwork, but also personal glory and things like that. I mean, they're definitely, you know, they're definitely a CEO culture. You know, where they're, you know, climbing the ranks and willing to fuck each other. But also, it's it is team, team oriented and all that stuff. But people were able to climb the ranks. You know, at least that's the impression that I get. Um, (laughs) I start doing the dance. Um, In any one-on-one fight, pretty much, if we're going five for five, I give at least three falls to Superman. So Best out of five. Best out of five. I give at least three, if not four. Okay, let's think of a Royal Rumble scenario with the Vilt. Sure. Well, no, let's think of a... Let's get into into, uh, more nitty-gritty. How about all the Superman clones against each other? Like, who who comes out of that one? Hyperion. Gladiator. In a War Games match. Yes. Hyperion. Well, it'll have to be in the planets because they can fly. Hyperion, Gladiator, Captain Marvel, Shazam, um, Sentry, Superman... Omni-Man. We'll just say Omni-Man because he's a Superman clone. We're not going to throw Thrag in that one because he's not a Superman. Um, again, Edge goes to Superman. Superman is, he is the guy that, ever, he's the hes the man to beat. He's to be the man, you got to beat, beat the man. man. That's what I've always heard. So, I mean. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> um, I'm having a hard time holding these gators down. <laughs> Don't ever call out Ric Flair or he'll run yeah. out with a, <laughs> with a chair and throw it in the ring. Um, I hope you guys have had fun with this. This has been fun for me. This has been a very freeform thing. Um, maybe not my best show, but I think it's one of my one of my favorites. I'm going to um, come in in under an hour too. So it was just a little addendum um, to, to. We we might do this again if there's something else that tickles my fancy about you know some kind of comic book character. This could be a. And every now and again thing, a last man standing, Chuck Tales is a last man standing. It is they are all going to be short. Like I'd say an hour or two, just under an hour. Um this one was fun. Um you know, again in summation. Veltramites on as a group win. As individuals, Superman wins. So um that would be an interesting thing. If somebody out there wants to write it, who's a better writer than me? There's lots of you. Nearly everybody. Give it a shot. You know, get, what would you think? You know, if you have comments in the in the uh, in the comment section, maybe you could get a discussion going about what you think about my findings. Um, some people are going to hate that they're Superman and Kryptonian through and through. Some people are, you know, indifferent because they don't read comics, and some people some we people have, are just over Superman. And they're like, or, hey, yeah, they, yeah. A lot of people don't like Superman, and you know, Invincible is. As we've discussed, man, Invincible, everybody I've turned on to that watches it in a matter of like, I, I, I introduced to a guy at work and he watched it all in a day. He said, I can't, he said, I can't let that go. So he just sat there and watched it all. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's, it might be the greatest comic book property going right now. Like it's, they're making a live action. I don't need it. 
It's a hat on a hat. I don't need it. You know, yeah. just keep making these. Um, I want to see who they're going to get to voice Thrag. I have an idea who it might be. You know, who I think it should be. I who? think Jonathan Frakes, who played uh, who played Riker on Star Trek. Okay, he would be a great Thrag. Like that's you know that that kind of commanding can be kind of arrogant voice. Um, or a, a Mark Strong, a, a, a Brit with a, no, they can't be Brits because the, I, that's something they haven't gotten into. The uh, Veltramites don't have British accents. Fuck it, John DiMaggio. <laughs> <laughs> he can do all kinds of voices. I know he's great. Um, so I got hope you guys again have had much, as much fun as I did. And uh, please tune into this and uh, give me your thoughts. And if you hated it, tell me, or maybe just keep it to yourself. And if you love it, you know. Share it out, and uh, we'll get nerd discussion going. So talk to you next week. Next week, we're going to uh, uh, do the second part of Dragons with Spring Dawning.